No one else is in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. The God. room where it happened. My name is Angelica Skynes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Here's her. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Theatre Legends, the theatre podcast for legends. legends. I'm Rebecca Humphreys, and joining me on this Christmas day, it's not Christmas Day, it's <laughs> Sam Swan. Sam Swan. Sam Christmas Swan. I pet Christmas before everything, like this week, <laughs> and whenever I was going to go meet anyone for a meal, I was like, should we go for a Christmas pizza, or a Christmas ramen, or a Christmas burger? It was just a margarita. Yeah. yeah. Christmas yeah, wasn't actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you meant you meant the pizza, didn't you? Yeah, I thought yeah, you meant yeah. the drink. I was like, oh, yeah. what are you talking about? Both. I'm clearly talking about food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit of both. How are you? Yeah, really good. Bit a uh, bit knackered, but good. Yeah, we um, uh, finished in f- finished being banged up on Monday. We're going to talk more about that. Yeah, and okay. then uh, um, and I just got ill straight after, but like I'm good. Yikes! Apart from that, Christmas Great. illness. Your Christmas ill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a better kind of ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. How are you? I'm alright, I'm absolutely fine. Winding down. Yeah. Winding down more like. Oh yeah. Well, um yeah. whereas actually but actually I'm 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 sort of uh, not very good at doing that. Not doing not doing much makes me quite just anxious, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm trying to fill my time doing things like podcasts and Christmas podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> playing with little Christmas Winston. Playing with Christmas Winston, <laughs> doing some Christmas writing, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's very fun. Um but anyway, we need to get on with this because we've got a limited amount of time and we yeah. just want to whap one out before Christmas, as it were. Christmas whap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Christmas Pinocchio has opened at the National <laughs> Theatre in the Littleton, adapted by Dennis Kelly and directed by John Tiffany. It features original music from the Disney film. Let's see how that's gone. Uh, four stars of The Guardian, good start. Four stars Independent, three stars Telegraph, three stars of Sage, two stars Evening Standard. Probably not what they were expecting, Whoops. I would have thought, or what they were aiming to. I mean, it's never what anyone's aiming towards, no, yeah. is it? But um, Well, in the, the producers... Yeah, yeah, you're correct. The yeah. hit musical that produces, yeah, for those yeah. who don't know. Very niche. <laughs> well done. Thanks very much. Yeah, not not ideal that, is it? No. And it sort of had, we were talking about this just earlier, it sort of had everything going for it, really, in yeah. this instance. Okay, Moving so on. Um, uh, Twilight Zone opened at the Almeida Theatre. It, it did. Now we're going to talk about this. Yeah. It's impossible <laughs> for us to let view... Viewers, listeners yeah, yeah. in on what the Twilight Zone is about because on the Almeida they're so confident that everyone's going to know what the Twilight Zone is about that there is nothing to be found that describes the show at all. Cockshaw. They're very cockshaw. Cockshaw. They're like there. Mm, everyone knows what that is. No, so we're going to have to assume what it's about. Yeah. And what do we assume? Something like well, it's probably set uh, just before the dark. Isn't yes, it? just before the dark happens is the yeah. Twilight Zone. So it's probably about a moth. We can only assume it's about a moth or, you know, that time of night where, like, the foxes come out and start going through your bins. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Yeah, so it's probably right. about that, but either way... Well, the fox has done well anyway because um, it got five stars from the Metro, four stars standard, four stage, four independent, four timeout. You trust timeout. Yeah, famously. I mean, it's done It's done very well. Well done, fox. Well done, foxes, moths. Yeah, <laughs> Um, that- so if you want to go and see that at the at the Almeida, then it runs until the twenty seventh of Jan, um, and perhaps you can let us know what it is about. Yeah, or maybe we'll go. Yeah, I so, mean, loads of people will actually know what the Twilight Zone is about, but we've never seen. We've it. never seen it. I've only been on the ride know. at Disney World, <laughs> famously, and it was really good. It's probably so about a ride. If then. it's anything about, if it's anything like that, yeah, yeah. Like, if it's a play about the ride. <laughs> 
I mean, it won't have that immediacy about no, it, but no. it, it will certainly, you know, be good and interesting. Could be good, yeah. Uh, so what we thought we'd do is uh, give you some shows to go and see in and around the UK this festive season. Because yeah. it's not all about London, is it? However, one of these plays that we do mention will be yeah, about London. Yeah. Sort of uh, focused it on family stuff because there's so many brilliant family shows at Christmas traditionally. The first of which uh, I know happens to have been reviewed really well, and it's quite small scale. It's The Little Mermaid, which is on at the Theatre Royal Bath, but in The Egg, which is the tiny theatre. Oh, yeah. In the studio space. I always wanted to go there. Yeah, I've never been either. Hmm. But I do know Great that... Great name for a theatre. The Egg. The Egg. And, but Lynn Gardner reviewed The Little Mermaid and gave it such a brilliant review, and I was so excited by it that I thought I'd mention it on the podcast. So it's co-devised uh, by Pins and Needles Theatre Company, um, and that uh, it's described as thousands of leagues deep beneath the sea, a shipwrecked 1950s cruise liner is at the Grand Palace where the young mermaids live on the cusp of mermaidenhood. Mermaidenhood. Stop it, lovely. I wonder if it's going to be like the Hans Christian Andersen version or the Disney one. I think it's more Hans Christian Andersen, which oh, is really sad. dark. Yeah, it's really sad. sad. But I think it's all kinds of fabulous, this, because it's been devised yeah. as well as written, and it's got, uh, like, 1950s-themed music in it. There's lots of ha- close harmonies by the sounds of it. I think it sounds really good, and it, apparently it's really, happen. really funny as well. So that uh, runs until the 14th of January, if you don't want to go... And- this is all sort of if you don't want to go and see a Panto stuff, and obviously Panto is Panto's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should mention, actually, that I went to go and see a Panto last week oh, at yeah. the Theatre Royal in Bromley. Was it Theatre Royal? No, it's not the Theatre Royal. It was the Theatre in Bromley, the big one. Yeah. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Any good? Starring Pete Furman and uh, EastEnders Jessie Wallace, a.k.a. Cat Slater. Oh, uh, but she's not my mother. She ain't my mother. Yeah. No, 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 no. She's. Oh, she she's, is. She's not. No, she's not. Yours. Oh no, she's not mine. She's not yours. She's, she's, Zoe, she's Zoe's. Zoe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. We had such a laugh. It was, and Barbara Windsor was there at the same time as us, which is obviously really exciting. So <laughs> Babs. M- mainly, the whole show was us spent looking whether to see Barbara Windsor was having a nice time like oh, us. Was she? she was. She oh, was. Good. She was. Good, good. Go and see that anyway. Yeah, and then um, uh, rounding my ends in Birmingham. Yeah. Going back on Friday, aren't I? So, um, 101 Dalmatians is playing there, which is all about London, isn't it? I mean, it's not all about it. It's set in London anyway, isn't it? It is actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say it was set in New York, but that's the film. That's the film, isn't it? Yeah, that we were talking we're about where close, yeah. they play video games. At the, like, the guy's making a video game at the start. Yeah. Oh, so sick. I mean, the, Inspiring. the show can never be as good as that. Nah. But, Tell us what it's about anyway. Yeah, give, give it a go. So Dalmatians Pongo and Mrs. enjoy an idyllic life with their humans, Mr. and Mrs. Dearly. Then one day the house is filled with the patter of tiny paws when Mrs. gives birth to a litter of adorable puppies. But just as the Dearlies get used to their new housemates, the puppies mysteriously vanish. Yes, featuring obviously the most uh, fabulous character of all time. Pongo, the Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what the, the film didn't do, which the Disney film does and the uh, story does, which is yeah. tell it from their, their dog's perspective? That runs until the 13th of January. Very good. Next, The Wizard of Oz is on Sheffield Crucible, starring Andrew Langtree, friend of the show. I'm not going to waste my time telling anyone what The Wizard of Oz is about. <laughs> Because there's no point, and if you haven't seen it, you should. It's my favourite film. It's about a wizard from Australia, isn't it? It's about sort of the history we of can only Australia, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to think of someone who's Australian, but I couldn't really think of anyone. Mm. Harold Bishop. Be the wizard. It's about it's about Harold <laughs> Bishop, um, 
sort of Harold Bishop, Harry Potter mashup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's directed by Rob Hasty. It got five stars from The Observer, four from The Times, four from The Stage, and it's just been extended to the 20th of Jan. So I think it's fair to say it's going to be a good share. Yeah. Take your kids if you live in Sheffield. Yeah. Or not! Yeah. And finally, the best bit of uh, theatre news, perhaps of the year. Perhaps Um, news, yeah. Yeah. Um, Two internet pranksters broke into the National (laughs) Theatre this week and spent the night in the venue after finding a door unlocked on the balcony. (laughs) Lols of these two YouTubers Mm. literally just found a door open and were like, let's make a video about this. So they did, and it's on YouTube. You should check it out. It's absolutely hilarious. Ali Law, who uses YouTube to post videos of himself performing reckless stunts, managed to sneak into the theatre at 10pm on a Saturday night. (laughs) How did he do it? The theatre is absolutely jam-packed on a Saturday night. How did he manage to not get... It's absolutely brilliant. Well done. Law and his accomplice... (laughs) It's written, just so fabulously. Avoided security, climbed onto the roof of the National Theatre and found an unlocked door. Actually, it's not that exciting, is it? It was a 10pm on a Saturday night. I mean, all the doors will be unlocked, so... Yeah, wait, what are they talking about? They must have just got into the top. Yeah, they got into, like, an interesting bit of it. From there, they spent the night in the empty theatre, heading into the Olivier and climbing on the stage fly down to the lightning rig, surrounded by the set of follies. (laughs) Absolute lads. Fabulous. Oh, it's so good. That is sick. It's like a little Christmas special. It feels like one of the... Do you remember there was that uh, TV show years ago where Dervla Kerwin uh, broke into Harrods overnight because she was homeless with her kids? Oh, yeah. And spent the night in Harrods over Christmas and it was all festive and great. It's sort of like that, but yeah. real life and, you know, about... Two YouTube about, lads. About two, yeah. <laughs> two YouTube lads who probably earn more money than us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was Theatre News! <laughs> now it's time for One Good Thing. It's mine. Uh, my One Good Thing this week is... Uh, well, the production that I saw was London and Broadway's Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What was the uh, what was the one good thing? The one good thing was London and Broadway's Hamilton. <laughs> That's all I really have to say. Everything that I would have to say about how good this show is has already been said before, and there's absolutely nothing new for me to contribute Very good. to it. So, so the hype was the one good thing in a way because it was correct. Yeah, the hype is absolutely correct. Good go, PR. Go and see Hamilton. However, what I am going to do instead of doing one good thing. The one thing I will say is that I got my tickets last Saturday and I got the tickets for the following Thursday. So despite the fact that we're all told that we're not going to be able to get tickets until 2019, you can get tickets. It's possible. Number one, you can enter the lottery. You have to get the Hamilton app on your phone and every day you can just go in there, press a button to sign up for that day and then the following day you'll be contacted if you've got £10 tickets for that night. So that's the bargain. But secondly... Because the tickets were sold so far in advance, they have an amazing return policy, Mm. which means that people who bought tickets this time last year, I think, or like really early on this year, who now can't go because we're all in the creative industry and we never know what's going to happen, can sell their tickets back to the theatre because the tickets um, aren't... Uh, that they're not they don't send out the tickets in the post. You just take your email along and they print out the tickets there and then on the spot. So they're not even held at box office. Like the, This is the future. Yeah, it is the future. It's because <laughs> it means that people can't tout. Yeah, So yeah, people yeah. can't just buy loads of tickets and then sell them for thousands of pounds. They don't want people doing that. So if you can't make it, you have to sell your ticket back to the theatre and they'll give you a totally full refund. And then they resell the tickets for the normal price. So do you reckon that's what happened with you? That's exactly. I'm sure Lovely. it is. Because 
on Saturday, I went on my laptop. You have to use a laptop, don't use your phone. I went on Ticketmaster on my phone just because someone on Facebook said that they had tickets available. So I went on my phone and they were £875. And I was like... Each. Each. Not going to happen. So I went onto my laptop. That's insane. Are you playing Hamilton for that? Like, I know, right? I know, I know. But then I, my friend was like, no, you have to go on your laptop. So I went on my laptop and sure enough, same tickets, 80 quid. Yes, please, I will have that. It's still 80 pounds, which is mental. But considering I would have to wait two years and not see the original cars, probably, I might as well just buy it. So, yeah. so I got them. Conclusion is... Go on the laptop if you want to go the following week. Worth keeping on checking because there will be tickets available for Hamilton and everyone should see it because it really did make me remember why theatre can be so good. Yay! That was one good thing. One good thing. It's time for the big Q. The big Q. So the big Q this week is leading on from Hamilton Hmm. and also considering (laughs) what it is that you've been up to over the last couple of weeks. Mm. And looking forward as well into 2018, it's always good to look, you know, to be reflective and look into the future. Yes. I basically had a really amazing end of year theatrical experience where I have been face to face with how theatre can make a difference. And I suppose the big cue is how can theatre make a difference? Tell uh, us about what you've been up to. Okay, so I've been working for a company called Synergy who uh, they put on shows in prisons, but they also run like writing workshops and acting workshops with uh, former inmates. And it's just been a like amazing experience. They've been so great. The show was... Uh, yeah, tell us about the show. So the show is uh, Baddies the Musical, which is sort of a little bit tongue-in-cheek <laughs> for considering we're doing it in prison. I know, right, because what was the story? The story was about all of the uh, the baddies in fairy tales get locked up in a fairy tale prison. Kind of meta, um, and yeah, but and and Peter Pan and Cinderella come in to try to like rebrand them as good guys so they get rid of bad guys altogether. Um, but the only reason they're doing that is because they want to um, make their stories a lot easier so they don't have any obstacles. Lol. Um, woo. Uh, it was originally done at the Unicorn, and it, it's yeah, like a, a family show. So the inmates were doing it for their their kids and their families, which is pretty lovely. Um, and then absolutely heartbreaking when the families all had to leave after the show. They had to all say goodbye. But it was just yeah, really in, in amazing. What, just in what capacity you weren't working on it as an actor? As no, no. Well. So I was, I was sort of helping facilitate and stage manage. It was more like, yeah, it was more sort of being another body in the room to try to get people to rehearse. Yeah, <laughs> and else. our mate Ned directed it, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolute legend Georgia Brown was in it playing Cinderella, and that's yeah. Ned Bennett, by the way, who we speak about quite a lot. I should just say that lad. And uh, yeah, it Should was just. Should say that Ned's sick. a professional director whose show's going to be at the National and has worked at the National Exchange, Orange Tree, and uh, is still doing projects like this. Yeah, which is. Yeah, which leads on quite well, I think, to the general question like, how do you make a difference? All that theatre can do is engage a load of people in something mm-hmm. and potentially transform people and a space and whatever. And I think that with. Uh, with this show in in the prison, the transformation came for the uh, the performers in it and the stage management, and that was that was as much about 
us and the way that they saw us. I think that they sort of saw us as uh, screws or like people who work in prisons to begin with. And then by the end, hopefully saw us more like friends. Well, I saw it. I saw it on Sunday, didn't I? I came and saw the show um, in the prison and reading the programme, I mean, was an amazing thing Mm. because everyone who was involved in the production was all in the in the program and all had like um you know how like in, in a program you have your cv and stuff but the guys who were the prisoners just wrote basically about their experience of doing the show yeah if they wanted to or they could write what they'd done or what they hoped to do next and there were just so many of them that said thank you for this opportunity and that it's really made them have faith in people not not viewing them as a certain kind of thing there was yeah. one guy that wrote something like, you know, um, people people lose faith in you when you're here and thank you for not doing that. Or, and I was like, oh my God, mm. that's an amazing thing that a piece of theatre has been able to do that. Or like, you know, even if he was only saying it, he meant it at the time that he was saying it because it occurred to him, you know. So mm. having stuff like that or like being able to share something with their kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who will have a memory of that. Yeah. Because it's a, a really isolated incident in their childhood. Mm. To then grow up realising that theatre had the ability to make them feel that emotion, you know? And I think it's not even that it's necessarily, uh, like, particularly anything special about theatre. It's just that we were putting on an... We were putting on an event that required a lot of rehearsal and time and effort. And anything that has that much effort into it, as anyone knows if you're given a, um, I don't know, a, a present that's been made by the person who's giving it to you, that it's inherently more valuable than something that didn't have effort <laughs> put into it. Yeah. And just like the very the very fact that a group of people got together and made something is then is then really valuable. And uh, the, 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 the change that then comes about, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much... It, it's not like many of them uh, uh, yeah I think I think it, it's often quite problematic the way that we could talk about um, inmates being in need of uh, rehabilitation or anything because particularly a lot of these guys like I don't think there's many of them who need rehabilitation mm-hmm. they uh, need some like love and to um, kind of Fill, fill the gaps in that, that have been missing because of a failed system, um, for sure, in like um, education and qualifications and social care and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes people can be on quite a like, oh yes, we need to sort of reform these, these people. And actually, I don't think that's really the case, but giving people some self-esteem and making them feel part of a community and worth something, I think is really, really valuable. Well, that's really something lovely. that is un- surely unique to theatre and that's how theatre has the potential to make a difference because it does encourage those things that's why like uh parents make their kids do lander and make their kids encourage their kids often make them (laughs) that's why parents like often encourage their kids to do lander exams Mm. they do they do kind of make them um in some in some instances and you see it because I used to work um, as a like administrator for Lambda exams uh, when I first left drama school. And a lot of parents whose kids don't speak very good English or are very shy because they've had that uh, disconnect from growing up in an environment where everyone's speaking the same language or everyone uh, 
it's the same colour or, you know, whatever. That theatre is a really good way, or is a really good way of boosting self-esteem in these kids or encouraging them to collaborate or to listen to... Santa's coming. <laughs> That's just Winston playing with a tree. Um, or to encourage them to connect yeah. with an emotion or with a vulnerability or with something that is unique to theatre probably I would say and and to present something that they have done mm. in the moment and a job well done on that and I guess for these guys who are in the prison I speak about them again because they a lot of them had never done it before yeah 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 to have done a job well done and it be in the moment and to actually have something that they can share with everyone in the room and and derive a feeling from is how theatre can make a difference. Yeah, and I think... that exists now. That, they, no one can ever take that away from them. That, that yeah, is, totally. exists because it's a memory and it's not something that you can like snatch away and go, you can't have that anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's not property that can be stolen or... Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Bought or anything like that. Yeah. The um, Yeah, and I, I think it's a thing... You know, like we used to describe uh, particularly Chekhov and Shakespeare as something that the performers get, get more out of than the audience do. Uh-huh. And I think that it transformed my idea of that a little bit, where I was like, yeah, and actually there's nothing wrong with that, but it depends who's... Who the performers are. Who the performers are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it's just some, like, uh, who middle they're doing class... Who <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, middle or upper class kind of people who are just, like, absolutely loving each other, thinking everyone, like, each other are absolutely awesome, and no one actually is enjoying <laughs> yeah. watching it then it's sort of like, oh, well done. But you've got to remember with these guys as well who were, um, who were in the prison, yeah, they were doing it for themselves and to have a nice time, but ultimately they were doing it for their kids who were coming in. Oh, big time. Or also, like, the amount it, of... was never, it was never just for themselves. That, yeah, was a by, yeah, yeah. that was a byproduct. Or doing it for each other. Like, there's yeah, quite a few oh, people who yeah. wanted to drop out and then their mates told them not to. Um, and this one guy, the legend who played Captain Hook, he, uh, he said he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for his kid but now he's really interested in doing more of that sort of stuff and he and he was brilliant as well he's an absolute legend and he he gave a little shout out to his cousin who was also in the show um it was who, his cousin his cousin was uh, one of the ugly sisters and um <laughs> and his cousin found out that his daughter couldn't make the show because she was too ill oh, and he said like in our little kind of debrief at the end he said um and well done um, to 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 this guy for sticking with it anyway and doing the show, and he was totally just doing that for his like for his bros really yeah and that's like really something I think it is particularly when there there is such a necessarily selfish attitude in prison because of the way that it makes it forces people to behave mm-hmm. um where you have to look after yourself big time there because it's such a like a horrible horrible environment i can't stress that enough that yeah. um if you want to find out any more <laughs> i do a podcast about yes prisons. yeah yeah it's called um, the lockdown yeah on navara media so go and check that out um but yeah, prison is such a such a horrific environment that's made only for punishment and not for rehabilitation. Rehabilitation is like a thing that's put on top of it, um, but that can be easily taken away. And there are so many obstructions to the the good work that some people are trying to do um, by the uh, by the system itself. Um, but yeah, I'm just so 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 proud of these these lads for 
um, putting their all into something and really challenging themselves. And I think that that's that's the thing with theatre, that it's a, a necessarily communal thing. Yeah. You're doing it as a community and trying to put something on and make something great that's for a load of other people. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it, we really should think about how we make stuff for like the cooperative nature of putting something on and how do we do that that together and how do we um, try to make sure that it's it's the best and for the most, I don't know, social good. Yeah, that's well, that's one way, isn't it, that theatre can make a difference. And, I, and I, I'm reminded as well of companies like The Big House. Yeah, so I was the, volunteering there yesterday. Oh, were you? Yeah, so I was the big house. cleaning out their cupboards. Um, <laughs> they uh, they basically make shows with uh, social care leavers and so people who've like left social care like uh, I think they work with people up to like 26 but they're just an absolutely amazing amazing company putting on genuinely exceptional shows their last show Phoenix Rising was one of the best things I've ever seen and I had to I tried to talk to the people who were in it afterwards and I had to go and like it just wasn't really appropriate I had to like uh, leave (laughs) and go and sort of have a little moment to myself because it was it, yeah genuinely uh, transformative for me as an audience member and for them as individuals and it just makes you realize what you get for free with a with a show like that is that you you're kind of instantly on on side with all the people who are in the show and you've instantly got solidarity with them and you leave you leave any judgments about about performances at the door and saying that like the performance in this uh, in this big house show were absolutely exceptional mm. and were better than uh, sort of any professional show that I've seen <laughs> this year really um and but you're already on side straight away in in a way that you're not with a professional show because it's just a bunch of strangers doing some 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 show or whatever whereas with this obviously yeah you're 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 instantly kind of on their side and i think there's the yeah the two elements the transformative element for the people who are putting on the show that community and then yeah what does it how does it transform the people who are watching the show and to be able to do both is amazing Mm -hmm. ordinarily what we should be aiming to do is transform the way the audience feel if you can do both then yes amazing well on that Mm. i wanted to talk about hamilton because that's a Hamilton represents a piece of theatre that is exceptional and that every single component of it is fantastic. Now, that in and of itself makes it worthwhile as a piece of theatre because really, ultimately, every piece of theatre should have that behind it. Yeah. Have um, creativity, imagination and people who are outstanding great in, the, in their field. And great execution. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great executed. What Hamilton also has is, I don't want to, I hate saying stuff that sounds A-level, but it has a message. And it is on on the nose, because it's about history, and it is about what what happened throughout history. But it just tells the story of that, but within that, there was so much to be gained from it. And it makes me, you know, when I watched it, I was like, I was really emotional, because I was like, the the person who was at the helm of this, Lin Manuel Miranda, is a good person. <laughs> like you know, and I really believed that. I watched it. I was like, 
you have to be such a good person to tell this story and to be able to use history for us to gain perspective now mm. and to use something that really that really happened and make it accessible through the kind of music that he is clearly passionate about, but the kind of music that people who aren't regular theatre goers care about, which is like hip hop, R and B, soul, like all this old school actual popular music. Yeah, popular. <laughs> use, using that, but people are going to go and see this show that is about the mistakes that we made in history that we are still mistake still making now. Mm-hmm. They're going to go and see it because they like hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so it's going to be accessible to such a wide range of people. And sure enough, there were people at that theatre who I was like, you wouldn't be coming to see this unless it was like a gig. And it, it is. And that's not been me being condescending. That's me actually knowing that people in my life are really interested in going to see this show because yeah, they yeah, know yeah. it's good and because of the stuff that it includes. Who who wouldn't go into the theatre normally? And I guess that for me, I was watching it and I was at this show... I saw two shows last week. I saw a lot of shows last week. I saw like seven shows Legend. all of a sudden. I know. And it was quite stressful actually. But um, <laughs> it, it just all happened to happen at once. But I saw two shows that I really felt theatre can make a difference. And one was the, one was Baddies at the prison that I saw um, that you worked on. And the other was Hamilton because I thought this has, this has the ability to reach so many people. And Lin-Manuel Miranda seemingly has acknowledge the, the responsibility that theatre has and has absolutely run with it and spent a lot of time, spent seven years <laughs> curating this piece of theatre in order to reach as many people as possible and to hold a mirror up to what it is that we are doing wrong now and to do it in a way that isn't aggressive, that mm. is actually inclusive. And that is how, how theatre can make a difference. Yeah, and I think those are two great examples because they are just so at either end of the spectrum. Absolutely, absolutely. One has had millions of pounds put into yeah. it, but I don't mind that. You know, I, like we always talk about what a waste of money theatre is. I don't yeah, believe yeah, yeah. that it is a waste of money if it is doing something that underneath it, I I truly felt was trying to do, put, put some good in the world. But, and and th- that good can also be uh, joy, and I think there's yes, yeah, absolutely. There's a thing that, like, particularly, you know, those of us on on the left can mm-hmm. often, I, I don't know, be a bit kind of grim about about uh, stuff that is joyful because we have to be sort of, in, uh, you know, miserable all the time <laughs> because it's more realistic about the world. But actually, uh-huh. putting out some putting some some joy into the world is like tr- it is transformative, and that's ultimately what we want to do. If you're if you're doing stuff to transform the people who are doing it, it that community, then you want to give people as much joy and uh, yeah, like I don't know, um, a, a sense of purpose. And you can whatever. learn as much from watching something that is joyful, and you can you can be as we can be as reflective or consider as much when you're watching something on stage that is joyous as you can when something that is heartbreaking. Like the ferryman, totally. the, when I saw the ferryman at the Royal Court, I learn as much about community, family, heartache during the sequence where they all dance with each other. Mm. Longing, all of these things. There's a huge sequence in the middle where they all have this amazing dance, this this fantastic music um, right in the middle of the, of the show. That's one of my lasting memories of that show because it it said as much about what the show was about as the mm. moments where people are, are crying or are on their own or are, are considering 
the futility of life. Mm. You know, both both happened in the show, but I got as much from that. And that says, you know, it's the same with theatre. Like, I don't want to end the year talking about prom queen (laughs) because, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, I actually, um, I actually took that responsibility and ran with it. I don't mean for it to be like that, but that was the aim of it. So the aim, the aim of prom queen was for us to put the the ideal on stage, which is Mm. to normalise something that isn't normalised in theatre and for people to leave celebrating that as opposed to considering it and and that was about about being non-binary or being different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose I suppose how can theatre make a difference? By how, saying fuck mediocrity. Yeah, fuck <laughs> mediocrity, having one having if if you have a sole objective yeah. of making something for good. Yeah. It has to happen. And I think I think that's key that, um, you know, it's right that you say that there's uh, there's a message. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but that behind behind brilliant stuff, there is uh, a message or at least a very clear stated aim. Mm-hmm. Um, for our project with Synergy in prison, it was to uh, make prisoners feel different about themselves and those around them. Yep. In Hamilton, it's to give people some joy at the very least, like to give people an absolutely awesome time. Yep. And to make them think about history maybe a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think like, if you do if you do that and you fucking go for it, then it's awesome. And, and it, it, you know, when we're making work, as long as it's not just for ego, obviously it's going to be for, for ego us. a little bit. But, that, like, as yeah. long as you, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you can disguise it well <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and make it about something that's quite, quite tangible and make, try to get people to have a fucking awesome time, then great. That's it, innit? That's a bit that can make a difference. Ooh. That was the big Q. The big Q. We're going to rattle through. Oh, no, I fucked myself here, haven't I? Yeah, because it's Cause the end of the show, isn't it? it? Oh, butt plug! I did it. Butt plug. I smashed it. Okay, so yeah. what have we got coming up? Um, well, we've got uh, Velveteen Rabbit. That's right. That you're Unicorn. seeing today. I'm seeing, yeah, in like an hour. Um, so <laughs> it's a it's a heartwarming story about a very shy toy rabbit who longs for nothing more than to become real. He spends his days waiting patiently on the nursery floor, watching the boy play with other toys and dreaming of being picked up and loved. And then one day. He is rediscovered and all his hopes start to come true. Rachel from Friends' favourite book, famously, if you remember that. Was it Rachel from Friends? No, it wasn't Rachel. It was the girl that Joey was going out with that Chandler was in love with. Remember? I don't remember that. That's that's how I remember Velveteen Rabbit anyway. And that runs until uh, 31st of December, the day before New Year's Day. Correct. New Year's Eve. Yes, that's it. And it's a revival as well. Yeah. So generally they're good, aren't they? Pretty good. Girl from the North Country is transferring to the North Cab Theatre, speaking of revivals. Um, the Old Vic is proud to present <laughs> the world premiere, it's not, is it, because it was at the Old Vic, of Girl from the North Country, an electrifying new work from esteemed playwright Connor McPherson, along with the classic songs from Bob Dylan. We remember. Yep, it opens on the 11th of January on the West End, so indefinitely, presumably, if it sells well. Yeah, Apparently it's I need to go see good. that. Yeah, me too, me too. I heard loads of, loads of uh, good things from very good people. Fantastic. Also, uh, if you get the chance, I'm just going to plug it. We did our interview with Erica Wyman last week. And if you want to go and listen to that, then that's obviously going to be on iTunes. She's such a legend. She is such a theatre legend. And she is so interesting and has so much much to say. And actually gives, has sort of given me a bit of faith in institutions. (laughs) I've said it. Does that sound mad? No, that sounds great. Good. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. And... 
We'll see you in 2018. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.